Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 60. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them, and I am stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. In this episode, friends, I wanted to break down and have a little talk about labels, about identity, and all the names that we put on ourselves. Now, I know that our labels can be helpful for us to language our identities. I know they can be very profound. They can help us finally have an understanding of who we are. And it is amazing. But I see so many folks online asking about their identities and how to define themselves, uh, feeling anxious, feeling depressed, shame, like they're imposters. And it's as they're trying to find this magical box to fit in that somehow makes them who they are and the way I see it is that the language we use to define ourselves is double-edged so it can help us relate and connect with other folks who share the same labels as us it can help us to feel like we're part of something bigger and be part of a community And it can help us connect with ourselves as well, which is huge. Once we can discover a way to define ourselves, it can often be a really amazing experience. And that clarity that uh, helps us define our individual experiences is, is hugely important. But our labels are also used against us often aggressively. They are weaponized and they are used to other us. And it's a bit of a... A bit of a tricky, <laughs> a tricky circumstance here. So today, what I really wanted to explore was embracing our individual identities, regardless of the labels that we use. Now, a little disclaimer before I go any further. I do love a good disclaimer. <laughs> I am not saying that what anyone else should or shouldn't do when it comes to labels or how they choose to define themselves. I am in no way saying don't use labels, don't 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 use that language. I encourage you to define yourself any way that helps you feel good. But at the same time, that is not all of who you are. We are more than just that label we put on ourselves. So what I really want to do is kind of have a bit of a chat about that. But please feel assured that you you use the label that works for you and you feel really freaking good about that because that is totally okay. I use labels too. <laughs> but <laughs> I have had many deep thinkings and realizations as I've figured out my own self. And I just wanted to share that perspective with you based on my own experiences because it's not necessarily one that I've heard a lot of people talk about and I think that's an okay thing to do 
you may or may not agree with me with what I say in this episode, friends, and that is okay. We're all entitled to our own view on things, our own thoughts on things. However, I've seen a lot of people talk about labels in a lot of ways. And here's my take. (laughs) And it's because, as I said, labels have a lot of power to both help and hinder us. And when someone calls us by the right word, we can feel affirmed. We can feel amazing. We feel supported. We feel cared for. And when someone uses a word we don't align with, it can cause us a lot of harm. And... This is because I think we give so much power to the labels we give ourselves, to the way we define ourselves. And I get it's an individual thing. It's kind of part of who we are, but it's just not all of us. And I think it can be easy to rely a little too much on our labels affirming all of who we are. When in reality, regardless of the word, the sound, or whatever we use to define ourselves, it's not what actually makes us who we are. It's just one small part of us and there's always so much more to us as individuals than that label that we use to define ourselves to connect with others in a certain way. And it doesn't take, say, the label of non-binary to be non-binary, whether it's used or not, it can still be who you are. And... This is an evolving realization I've been having, particularly over the last year when COVID, when we've had plenty of time to just be at home and be in my own thoughts. And it's been pretty interesting. Now, I know for myself, earlier on when I first came out as non-binary, I had a lot of stuff come up for me and I felt shame I felt a lot of shame at once I found that label, once I found that way to define myself as not a woman, not not female, I had a lot of shame come up about all the years I had spent identifying as a woman because it is how I was raised. It was what I was taught that I was before I knew how to see that I wasn't actually that, even though it never fit right. And... When I came out, when I'd found that language, I was adamant that being recognized by everyone as non-binary and not a woman was going to affirm who I was. And I was <laughs> I was sometimes um, aggressive in my in my um, stance on being recognized in that way. I was very forceful. I had this expectation that I would have to make people see me that way to be affirmed in who I was. And I thought that having chosen my own name on who I was, using the pronouns, seeing my name once I changed my name, seeing my name on everything, on my, in my all my official documents and everything, that all of that would somehow make me me. I would finally be myself because I saw the name that I had chosen for myself on my stuff. Well, what a reality check (laughs) I had when I got my name on all of the stuff and it actually didn't make me feel any different. It didn't make me more of who I was. Having they, them pronouns used on me didn't actually help me feel more me 
And I was quite shocked by this because I had this expectation that it would. It's like, well, I've found, I've found the label. I've found that little definition for who I am. I am non-binary. I do use they, them pronouns. Why isn't that making me more me? And what I came to realize is that all the things that I felt would affirm me were largely beyond my control <laughs> because they relied on others to fulfill my needs, to validate me. I could choose my own name. I can, I can use the pronouns I want to use, but I was then reliant on other people to also do that for me to feel good about me. I was just like, oh, <laughs> what? instead of me validating myself, regardless of the situation, I was making myself powerless because I relied on other people to do this thing for me, to use my words that I was asking to have used. Now, when I had this realization, it seriously blew my mind. It wasn't, it was not an easy realization. It didn't feel good (laughs) at all. But It's because I hadn't realized before that if I believed in who I was, then then that's who I was. And it didn't matter if someone used she, her pronouns on me. It didn't matter if I had the right name used on me. You see, I was lucky because when I did transition and I changed my name, I moved to a completely different state uh, in Australia. And... No one knew me as anything other than Bowie. So I felt that was kind of actually a bonus because I didn't have that worry down here in Melbourne about being mis- um, like misnamed, having my old name used. I don't like the term dead name because that part of me isn't dead. It's still me. I'm still that person. It's just with a different sound attached to it now. <laughs> so I wasn't worrying about having my old name used because I had that I had that privilege of having moved away from where everyone knew me as the language I used to use around myself. And that didn't actually make it easier because then I just had a lot of anxiety about not being called Bowie by the people who used to know me. And because I actually detached myself from that circumstance, I think it was harder for people to think of me in the name that I had asked to be used because I wasn't around. So... I wasn't present and I wasn't there saying, hey, actually, changed my name now. I use Bowie. Um, And it was quite challenging. And I would get really anxious that folks up where I'm from would use my old name with me. And it wasn't until I realized that that's okay too, because it also didn't change who I was firstly. And it wasn't also that they were trying to be hurtful. It was just that's how they knew me. And they weren't unwilling to use my new name. They just weren't familiar with it because I had left. <laughs> but it was a really helpful realization to have because it none of none of the language that was used towards me actually changed who I am now or who I have ever been. And I'm sure I'm not the only person 
who's had this experience. And I know labels in general and changing of pronouns and changing of names, it's it's all so complex and there's so much that goes into it. It's such a loaded topic and it's not just loaded for ourselves as individuals but by all the people that we interact with throughout that experiences um, as well. Now, this is because labels have a lot of stereotypes attached to them. They're quite loaded. And that makes it hard for so many people to see the world differently, for us to try and define ourselves differently. Now, I get that what I've shared might be a little bit hard to hear. I know there are people who are very much needing to have their name, needing to have their pronouns used, and I fully respect that. Please don't think here that I'm dismissing any experience because that's just not the case (laughs) at all. I think identity is very important and I think it helps us be visible. It helps shape change in the world. So what I'm not saying here is to dismiss the use of the right pronouns that someone asked to use, the name that someone asked to use. And I get that it might be hard to hear me sharing about how (laughs) here I am saying, well, you know, it's not such a big deal if you get misgendered by the wrong pronouns being used because it's not an easy experience. And we're all at different stages of learning and understanding ourselves as well. I've been working through my identity for the past five years now. So I've had a bit of time to go through a bunch of different experiences and our personal approaches to to the experiences that we have will differ also. But that's, that's okay. We certainly don't have to all have the same experience. I think life would be pretty bland if we all just had the same experience. And for myself... I am now aware that I can be who I am without the need for a label. I mean, sure, I still share that I use they, them pronouns and I use the name Bowie and I say that I'm non-binary because I definitely am those things. And I really appreciate when my correct name and pronouns are used. (laughs) I really do. It shows respect. It shows care and some understanding towards me and my experiences. And I think for a lot of folks, that's are very important thing when it comes to having the right name, the right pronouns used. It's about respect. It's about care. It's about being seen for who we are. But I know for myself that if I don't get called those things, I am still me. I am still myself. I'm not less of who I am because of that. I'm not less non-binary because someone doesn't know what that means or uses she, her pronouns on me. It doesn't actually change who I am inside. And... This is really the point I'm trying to make, that regardless of the language someone uses towards you or even whether you have the right language for yourself at the moment or not, the labels and words you decide work for you don't actually make you, you. You are already yourself. And learning to trust yourself and that you know who you are, even when you may not have it completely figured out, that gives you power. No one can tell you who you are, not your family, not your friends, not your partner, not the flippin' government. (laughs) Only you have that power. And that is so important to remember. Nothing can make you different unless unless you let it. And this is... (laughs) 
this is not the easiest concept to embrace. I know for myself, there was this wasn't an easy experience. This wasn't easy realizations to come to. It came, all of the realizations I've come to have come with a lot of hard feelings, a lot of hurt, a lot of sadness. But through all of that, there have been lessons uh, that I have learned about myself, about who I am, about how I'm willing to show up for myself first before anyone else. And that is what is so important, that I know that I am me and I will show up in the world as me regardless of what someone else says. And that is okay. And I get that depending on where you are at in your journey, it even thinking about... <laughs> what I'm saying may feel like an impossible thing like yeah but it's just it's not so easy to just do that because dot 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 insert your experience here and that is valid that is okay it doesn't have to be this doesn't have to be your way of things that is all good wherever you're at you know maybe maybe years down the track you'll come to a point where you're feeling like you know what I'm all good I'm all good with wherever I'm at or you may spend years and come down the track and be like no I definitely need to have this language used for me and that's very important to me and that is also okay whatever point you eventually come to where you're feeling affirmed in who you are in the ways that you like is totally valid so embrace that friend really feel good about that now what can make what can make what I'm talking about a bit challenging uh, maybe that it requires us to go against a lot of what we're taught. And I, it might mean that we have to have some tough conversations with ourselves. And I know sometimes we always have these tough conversations with ourselves. Our, our inside voices in our brains are not necessarily the nicest and they can put us through some really challenging experiences. But when we can start to reflect on the experiences that we have and how we feel in those experiences, how we want to feel in those experiences and how we want to express ourselves, that's when we can start to have these realizations as to whether or not we find importance in being affirmed by those outside of us or by a mixture of those outside of us and um our internal selves. And I know for myself, <laughs> there were many times when I would be absolutely outraged that the pronouns that I had asked to have used weren't being used. Like this, as I said, this has not been an early journey. Very, like when I first came in, um, out as non-binary, I felt so much importance in being seen by others in the way I was defining myself because it was very important to me that it was like, okay, this is definitely who I am. I need this. And I took mis being misgendered personally. I argued with people a lot. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little bit argumentative in general. So <laughs> I really pushed, I really pushed to have the language that I was asking to have used be used. And it was very important to me and it was emotionally draining and it was just exhausting in general. And 
this is not to say now that where I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what, use, if you want to use whatever language you want to use, whatever. That's not to say that now I allow people to walk over me. Please don't make that mistake. When it comes to feeling affirmed in yourself and feeling good about yourself regardless of the circumstances around you, that doesn't mean that you're letting people walk over you. There's a very big difference here. It doesn't mean I allow people to be disrespectful of myself or my community as well. This is not how it is. For myself personally, what it is now is that when people use language that doesn't really align with me, I just don't take it personally because I know it doesn't change me. It's what they're talking about is their version of me. They're talking to me from a position of how they have defined me. It's their story of me. You see the difference? Everyone, and we all do this, we all have our own story or version of someone that we know or people that we don't know. We all, we stereotype, we make judgments about people. We do all this stuff automatically. But their version of me doesn't change me. Their version of me, because they've made an assumption that because I am AFAB, that I must be a girl because that's what they've been taught. So their version of me is that I'm a girl and they're going to communicate to me in that way. But that doesn't make it any different. It doesn't change the fact that I'm non-binary or that I'm just ultra queer <laughs> at all. Only I know my version of me that is the real me and I can't force someone else to see me differently. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried forcing people to, to see me differently. It doesn't go down well. People don't like that. <laughs> and in hindsight, on reflection, I know for myself, I don't like being forced to do things. I don't... It, why would someone else like being forced to do things? But at the time, when especially when you're caught up in emotion about your experiences or with where you're at at that particular point in time, it can feel very important. Like it's like, no, I don't care what you think. You have to do this. You have to call me this name. You have to use they them pronouns. People don't people don't like it when you force them to do things or try to force them to do things. That is really what I found, and it was a hard lesson. Because I spent a lot of time trying to force people to use my pronouns. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I know what's important to me. I know that regardless of what someone else thinks, I know who I am and it doesn't change me. Someone else's opinion of me doesn't make me any less non-binary, doesn't make me any less Bowie at all. Only I can make myself feel less Bowie. Now, this is an understanding that I've found that has really changed my life. <laughs> it's, it's helped me to work in spaces that I now work in, advocating for the trans and gender diverse community, for their rights, for their access to spaces, for just general inclusion. Because it's a lot of hard conversations with a lot of generally unaware cis majority heterosexual people who say some really just uninformed stuff. <laughs> and 
having these realizations about myself that it doesn't matter what someone else's opinion is, that whatever they've been educated in, it doesn't change me, has really helped me. But it has also taken me five years to get to this point and I am still sometimes not okay with things and I still find it very challenging. I still become emotional, but it's how I conduct myself in those circumstances now that makes the difference because I, I do still get upset by these things. I get frustrated and it's tedious and constantly having to answer the same questions and most of the time these questions are they're so offensive. <laughs> It's not to say that it's not hurtful, but I don't take it personally. I, I get that people just don't know what they don't know. Now, when I first began talking with people about TGD inclusion, I would start, especially in these challenging circumstances when people saying really unaware, hurtful stuff, I would start by reminding myself that it's okay to be who I am <laughs> and that what someone else says was a reflection on them, not me. That is the best reminder I could ever give myself. And this is a place you can start too. Whenever someone says like really unaware shit that is just, you're just looking at them like, really? Like, really? That's, that's, what, you, that's what you're choosing to go with right now? That's what you're going to say? Your final answer? <laughs> just... Remind yourself that it is not about you. It is 100% a reflection on them. The way we communicate is always a reflection on who we are as individuals. It's never about the person we're talking to or about or anything like that. And when we can make that distinction, it becomes so much easier to feel assured that we know ourselves because some rando down the street who wants to say something f f fucking so mind-blowingly ignorant doesn't actually change me. It doesn't doesn't make me who I am. They Who are they? I don't know them. They don't know me, but they're going to say a thing because they feel uncomfortable. That is what it all comes down to. It's about them. And that makes it so much easier for myself anyway. <laughs> I can't say, I can't talk for anyone else here, but for myself, what I found made it easier was that reminder that regardless of what anyone else says, it's all about them. Because let's face it, when it comes to trans and gender diverse rights and acceptance, the cis love to make it all about themselves. Sorry, cis allies out there, I'm, I am being a little bit general here, but the cis love to make our identities about themselves because uh, <laughs> it helps them feel better and in control in some way. I don't know. <laughs> but understanding that can really make a difference. I mean, it's not to say that it things don't hurt still. I know I still get hurt by things, but it's definitely harder in the beginning when you're first starting to try to put this into practice. But I know for myself, the more I practice this affirmation that this is, this, is a this is a reflection of them, this is not a reflection of me, the more I practiced that, the less hurtful it became. And this can also be challenging as it's easy to get caught up in emotion when this happens. It's easy to react. It's like someone says something, well, blah, I'm going to say this back. And I find myself doing that. I do that a lot. <laughs> but I'm getting better. It takes practice. And getting caught up in emotion 
does make it harder. But even if this is the case, when you do find you have the capacity to think clearly again, once you've allowed those emotions to run their course, just remind yourself that what was said is not about you. It's someone else making your identity about themselves. Because when we have these labels, that is what people like to do, especially if it's labels that people don't understand. And this isn't just cis het folks, actually. Interestingly, <laughs> because I spent years identifying as a lesbian and that's how I viewed myself at the time. Not that I was ever a very good lesbian because I'm, I'm very much bi, but I've only ever had relationships with people who are AFAB. So for myself, I define myself by that as being a lesbian. But other lesbians didn't like that. <laughs> other lesbians didn't think I was a lesbian and they didn't like me calling myself a lesbian. And it's interesting the way labels come with these loaded kind of views on what that means you have to be. And for trans and gender diverse folks, it's like we've suddenly told the cis folks, it's like, well, actually what you've been taught your whole life isn't actually true because that's essentially what we're doing. And the cis the cis are generally freaking out because this is this is the definitions we've been told and this is how it has to be. And it was exactly the same case when I openly identified as a lesbian because it's like, well, a lesbian is this. And if you're not this, then you can't be that because you can't define yourself using our label unless you tick our boxes. Labels are so loaded. <laughs> and this is the big, this is a big challenge. And it comes with every label. I know I'm speaking from the lens of being someone who's gender diverse, but as I said, it happened to me when I was a lesbian, even when I was a cis lesbian, back when I didn't have the language. <laughs> but it's okay because we, as individuals, we know ourselves and that is what is important. And people will always make stuff we do about ourselves in every space. Even if it's not got to do with gender identity, people like to make shit about themselves. <laughs> I like to make shit about myself. I'm sure you probably make stuff about yourself as well. That's okay. We do it. We're human. It's, it's what we do. <laughs> but we can help ourselves by recognizing this. People like to make shit about themselves. <laughs> and it doesn't make a shitty experience any less shitty. <laughs> but it can... Long term, it can help you feel a little bit better about where you're at, about yourself. So back yourself, friend. Back yourself because what you feel and know about yourself is flipping true. It is true for you. And even if it changes later, where you're at right now is your truth. Believe in that. Back yourself. I cannot, I cannot emphasize that enough. And even when it's hard, even when you're feeling down, even when a whole flipping world feels like a piece of crap back yourself because it's not always going to feel like that there are going to be times when it feels good and back yourself then as well back yourself when it's hard back yourself when it's easy and trust that you know you something i have found though through all of this when talking about backing yourself about trusting that you know you is that when we 
don't react to something someone says that they're intentionally trying to be hurtful. We don't buy into that little game they're trying to play there. They can get meaner because people want a reaction. People want to be validated, even if it's in a really shitty negative way. And I see this happening a lot online where all of the biggest toughies hide behind their keyboards, you know, no, no bigger badass in the world than someone who's all the way around the other side of the world or in a different country talking shit about someone they don't know on the internet, you know, <laughs> toughest thing you can do, apparently. <laughs> and this could happen to you. Maybe it does happen to you. I know it happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it might make it harder to manage yourself from where you're at, especially if it's more than one person. When we have a bunch of people being like, I don't like your identity, and someone else being like, yes, I agree, I don't like their identity as well. And it's like, well, who, who the fuck are any of you? <laughs> people will do that. And it can make things hard and it can make you doubt yourself and can make you question where you're at. And if you find yourself in this situation, whether it's online or even in real life, know that you don't have to stay in that situation. And if you're able to remove yourself from that scenario to better manage your emotions, definitely do that. Don't feel like you've got to fight. Don't feed the trolls, friends. It's not a winning, it's not a winning circumstance here. They don't want to hear. They don't want to listen. They are feeling so many emotions within themselves and they're so poorly managed that they actually think that lashing out at someone else is going to help them feel better about themselves when it won't. They're still going to feel like a bag of shit <laughs> regardless of how many hurtful things they say to someone. The fact that your identity can make someone else feel so upset and disrupt their life so much is so telling of that person who's getting upset's insecurities and ignorance and lack of awareness just don't waste your time with people like that they if they're not going to help themselves no one can help them and if you're facing these circumstances in real life because that happens as well we are confronted by people in public we are confronted by family we're confronted by friends and they can be dangerous circumstances and I'm not going to try and sugarcoat that. We are all in situate. We could all could, could all end up in situations where shit's going to get real. And we need to know that in those situations, if we can safely remove ourselves to do that. If not, friend, you know your circumstance best. You know, hopefully, how to conduct yourself in the safest way. I'm not going to give you advice on how you should conduct yourself in those circumstances. Please trust that you know how to manage your circumstances the best that you can. And I do hope that you find the ways to stay safe in those circumstances. And if you can remove yourself from them safely, please try and do that. We don't have to be someone's punching bag just because our identities are different. That's not what we're about. That's not what we're here for. And you deserve respect. You deserve love. You deserve to be treated as the amazing human that you are. So if you find yourself in a situation in real life where you can safely remove yourself from someone being a total a-hole to you, please, please find those ways to do that. And don't, I know it's going to sound hard, don't, don't take that shit personally because it's even then in those situations, those confrontations, and I've been in those confrontations with people, it's not about you. It is not about you. It's about that person who's confronting you. And I know when if you've been in a physical altercation, it doesn't feel like that. It, it doesn't. But please know that it is not about you. You have done nothing wrong. 
there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with your identity. There's nothing wrong with the way you choose to define yourself at all. And on that note, <laughs> let's let's go over what we've talked about today. We've looked at how we use labels to define ourselves, the language we use for our identities and the way we like to verbalize ourselves and our experiences to connect with ourselves, to connect with others. We've looked at the one step that you can begin to take to help yourself when you get misgendered or when someone uses your old name by just reminding yourself that that doesn't define you, that doesn't make you any less you regardless of the language that someone else uses. Remind yourself of that, even if it's hard, even if to start with you get emotional, find those moments when you're not feeling so hurt, when you're not feeling so agitated to just remember you are you and you are you are perfectly you. And remember the harm that someone else is trying to cause is just a reflection on them. And finally, we have looked at how you have the power to manage the situation if you are able to, to keep yourself safe, remove yourself from those shitbags online who want to troll for no particular reason other than to try to find significance in some sad way from the depths of the internet. And if you're in a circumstance in real life, find those safe ways that you can to get yourself out of the situation, to minimize the harm to yourself. Just remember, friends, that... Even if you never told anyone about your identity, if you didn't change a thing about yourself, if you spent your whole life just as you are or didn't do anything differently, it doesn't change who you are. If you are someone who is trans, you are someone who is gender diverse, you are still those things without the label if that is where you're at. It doesn't make you any less valid. A label doesn't validate us we validate ourselves. <laughs> now you can find all the details in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show and you know other folks who might find benefit in having a listen to this episode or one of the other ones, friends, please share that with them. If you have any questions about this episode or would like to learn about how we may be able to support you, you can go to our website, www fearlessmovement.co you can send us a message there you can check out our training programs our online classes we've got a bunch of cool stuff happening if you don't want to go to our website you can find us at facebook by going to fearless movement collective or instagram which is where we are most active by going and finding non-gendered fitness at the handle non underscore gendered underscore fitness or me bowie as the dot no dot t dot nb yes until next week, friends, remember, you don't need a label to be who you are. You are you regardless of a word. So build that trust in yourself. Ultimately, you know you best and no one can ever change that. Have a rad ass day, pals. Right,